Oh, these many years ago now. I was but a lowly college freshman at a large school on the California coast north of Los Angeles. I started college with this clear idea of what I was, who I was, what I wanted to be. I had this major. This person was my best friend. This relationship would last forever. I would have this job when I grew up and live in this state. And I had it all figured out. I clearly remember one afternoon where I had this chunk of time that was free between classes. Hoisting my backpack up over my shoulders, I hoofed it across campus to the student bookstore. Because what better place would there be to kill some time? I admired the rows of assigned texts, books neatly arranged by department and course, and then I moved over to the general section that showcased all the other books and magazines for sale. I checked out the latest novels released that week. I browsed gossip magazines. And after a moment, I looked over to see the words art and design emblazoned across the top of a nearby shelf. Hmm, I thought. That looks cool. I'm going to go see what's going on over there. I had, you see, recently begun my very first art history class. If you read my book or perhaps heard me speak about my introduction to the world of art in the past, then you'll remember that I wasn't always drawn to art. I ended up studying it, at least in that first semester, through no choice of my own. But I grew to love it very quickly, though it took a minute for me to become aware of that love. And was I aware of it that day in the student bookstore? I don't think so. Believe it or not, I was feeling a bit down about my art history class that day. I had just written my very first art history paper on the Italian painter Giotto and the frescoes that he painted for the Scrovegni Chapel in Padua, not far from Venice. This, I had discovered through my readings, was a major project, one of the most important works of art of the era, and one that eventually had huge ramifications as the European art world pivoted toward what we now call the Renaissance. But I had never written an art history paper before, you see, and I wasn't quite sure how to do it. So I was putting my newly minted, super rusty skills to use to identify things like symbols, iconography, to even describe something visual through the lens of the written word. I hadn't done that before, or at least not to this degree. So how did I do? Well, in my personal type A opinion, not great. I have this very clear visual of me sitting at my dorm room desk, flailing about in front of my desktop computer, scowling for what felt like hours, because I was certain that this paper was awful. I did my best, but I finally accepted my limitations and called it done, printed my paper out and submitted it to class the following week. So, back to the student bookstore. I scanned the titles splayed across the spines of the dozens of books on the shelf before me, feeling compelled to crack them open and just look. Just to browse them for nothing but my own pleasure. I didn't have to write a paper on what I saw there. I didn't have to drag out those new art skills. I didn't have to do anything at all. I just wanted to enjoy what was in those books. And that's when, from the corner of my eye, I caught some movement. Turning my head, I saw the graduate student who taught my particular discussion section of my art history class. And what more, she was making a beeline for me. Straight for me. Oh God, I thought. She read my paper on Giotto, and she's coming to tell me that it totally and utterly sucked. I stood there, rooted on the spot, totally aware of my upcoming dressing down. And even worse, there I was, standing amongst all of those art books, 
One was open right there, in my own hands. My heart began thudding. My cheeks grew hot. I felt humiliated to be standing there, but had no alternative but to accept the disappointment that surely awaited me. The grad student stopped and said, Jennifer, hi. I have no recollection if I responded. I'm sure I said something like, ah, but it was probably, hey? For a second that lasted a decade, she looked at me quizzically, and then she said, have you already decided on your major? This was not what I was expecting. Why wasn't she just jumping in and telling me that my giotto paper was a total piece of trash and that most freshmen produced a higher caliber essay than I had? What drivel did I produce? What a bore I was. Confused, I simply responded and said, um, yeah, I'm majoring in geology because I was a rock nerd before becoming an art nerd. The grad student paused for a moment before she said, ah, okay, cool. Because if you ever decide that you want to change your major, you'd be a great art historian. I don't remember much about what happened after that moment, nor about the rest of the day, really, until later that evening. I'm sure that when my brain finally clued into the fact that the TA was praising my work, even that potentially disastrous Giotto essay, I probably just mumbled a surprised thank you. Mostly, though, I felt really stunned and happy. Someone, and someone who to me was in an authority position, just complimented me on something that I had no idea that I could remotely be good at. That I could consider redirecting my life toward a goal I had never even considered. Not once. It felt like I had just passed a piano, plunked out a barely passable rendition of chopsticks, and that a nearby conductor just stopped in their tracks to say, Hey, have you ever considered joining an orchestra? Okay, that is a ridiculous comparison. But to me, being an art history major felt ridiculous too. By that night, though, the idea had wormed its way into my mind. I called my mom on the phone. I relayed my weird, surprising experience to her. And I said, who knows? Maybe I'll end up double majoring. Geology and art history. Ha ha ha. It's probably no surprise to you that I didn't end up double majoring in geology and art history. It's probably even less of a surprise to you, especially if you're, oh, older than about 17 years old, that none of the things that I so confidently knew in my bones about myself also did not come to pass. All the things I mentioned at the top of this episode. That close friend and I grew apart. That relationship did not last forever. I didn't get that job when I grew up. And I now live just shy of 3,000 miles away from where I expected to end up. And I also didn't end up continuing in geology at all. That major I had so proudly declared on day one of my university career, I dropped it a month before my junior year. In nearly every major way, my life has turned out very differently than I have expected. And in each situation, especially, I learned that it is so much better. Choosing art history and following that ridiculous path is one of the reasons why my life, to date, has been happier, more fun, nuttier, and just bigger than I thought it would be. I wasn't hit with a blinding epiphany that day in the student bookstore that I had somehow stumbled onto that path, though. It found me, and its pull was subtle. It took some time for me to give in and acknowledge that little voice that would eventually lead me to change my major after all. What I did, though, was that I listened that day to what that grad student had said, as strange as it was, and I kept that information somewhere in me. 
I held on to it. Eventually, it got pushed deeper into the recesses of my mind. Eventually, I stopped taking art history classes and I got swamped in a myriad other college pastimes and problems. But that nugget of information was still there, waiting for the time when I could use it to decide my next move. I knew when the time was right. I listened to that intuition, grabbed hold of that memory that I'd make a good art historian, and then I jumped in wholeheartedly. That's how it was when I started Art Curious, also. I had never made a podcast before, but after studying art history for many years and then working professionally as an art curator in a mid-sized museum here in the U.S., I knew that I had the ability to talk about art, to share a good story about it, and that it was the right time to jump into a fun new project. I had few expectations. Truly, I, I didn't even know if anyone was going to listen, outside of maybe a few dozen friends and family. I just knew that I had this little voice inside me that said, hey, let's try this. So I listened. And now, here I am with you. And it's been seven and a half years of another spate of goodness that I could have never foreseen. A new road I followed with confidence and exasperation and joy and annoyance and far more social media than I have ever been comfortable with. But wow. There's no way I could have ever predicted that you'd be here right now, listening, nor that we'd produce about 220 standalone episodes from full-length stories, we've produced 118 of those babies, to mini-episodes, to interviews with authors, to interviews with me, weekly news roundups, recaps, and lots more. And then let's not forget the book, Art Curious itself, which came out in 2020 from Penguin. And then there's the travel, the events, the group tours, virtual chats, in-person lectures, book club appearances. I'm not saying this to brag, though of course I am flummoxed and honored and gobsmacked by it all. But to note that, again, wow, who knew? Because I certainly didn't. But now I do. A few years back, I left my full-time job at an art museum to do just this, because I knew it was the right choice for me to get to do this for you, for me, full time. And so I listened again to that unexpected little voice that told me to make that change and that life had something else in store for me. And it's time for me to do it again. It's time for me to say goodbye to you as the host and creator of Art Curious. I have a profound sense of peace and gratitude because I am so thankful for all that this has brought to me and so thankful for you. Holy cow, what a blast it's been. I'm now absolutely jazzed to do something totally different with my very tired brain. Because podcasting at this level for seven and a half years has been a lot. And I've more than accomplished everything that I've ever wanted to do with this show. And far, far more. As with life in general, it's all been so much better than I had ever hoped. So much bigger than I could have known. I didn't do it alone, though. Art Curious, though it is mostly, and has been, a solo endeavor, was still helped along the way by thousands. From sponsors at Anchorlight Raleigh and VAE Raleigh, to patrons on Patreon, to the many who donated funds large and small, to those who shared their love for certain episodes, who recommended it to friends, to the folks who wrote our theme music, designed our t-shirts and logos, to a dozen research assistants over the years, to the encouragement of friends and the impressed comments from curatorial colleagues, and especially to a certain producer and podcaster at Kabunki who made it all sound so darn good 
and toiled for literal years to make it so. And to you, above all, thank you for listening. I did this for you with hopes that you enjoyed it. And thank you because so many of you have reached out to let me know that you did. Now, what's next? I am sure you are wondering. Well, I am not leaving you 100% high and dry. I have mentioned it elsewhere, but I am working on my second book right now, and it is due to be published in 2025. I've also got trips running coming up in the future, especially with Like Minds Travel. And I also have some other speaking engagements coming up in various places and various organizations over the next couple of years. So you will have more outlets to enjoy my work and even me in the future. I am going to be taking a break on social media because, man, I think life's better without it. But you will see me post again here and there as we get closer to the publication date of my book in 2025. Other than that, what does my future hold? I actually don't know. Will it be in the art world? I don't know that either. And that's kind of great. All I do know is that I am ready to follow that new road, to listen again to that little voice telling me to trod this path. I don't exactly know where it will lead. But if the past is any indication, then I know this, at least. Whatever happens next, it will be unexpected, slightly odd, and strangely wonderful. Thank you for listening to the Art Curious Podcast. This episode was written, produced, and narrated by me, Jennifer Dassel. The Art Curious theme music is by Alex Davis at alexdavismusic.com, and our podcast is co-produced by Kabuki. Podcasts, creative video, and more. Subscribe to their show, Subgenre, a podcast about the movies, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at subgenrepodcast.com. Kabuki, leave your mark. The Art Curious Podcast is sponsored primarily by Anchor Light. Anchor Light is a creative space founded with the intent of fostering artists, designers, and craftspeople at varying stages of their development. Home to artist studios, residency opportunities, and exhibition space, Anchor Light encourages mentorship and the cross-pollination of skills among creatives in the triangle. Please visit anchorlightraleigh.com. The Art Curious Podcast is also fiscally sponsored by VAE Raleigh, a 501c3 nonprofit creativity incubator. I also currently have donation links that are open via PayPal on my website. So if you have enjoyed this show over the last few years and want to say thank you, please feel free. No pressure. Folks, it has been an absolute blast sharing the wonderful, wide, and amazing world of art history with you. I look forward to doing more of this in any capacity in the future. I hope that this has meant something to you. Thank you for listening. I hope you stay curious and that you also find a lot of unexpected, slightly odd, strangely wonderful goodness in your life. Bye.